Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Stephen Monteith, and I'm here to talk about Amy Coney Barrett and the Supreme Court. This is um this is obviously going to be a touchy subject for a lot of people. Donald Trump has nominated and succeeded in placing two other justices on the Supreme Court and he is hoping to add a third now. I'm not going to talk about the controversies surrounding um, uh, surrounding him placing uh, a new nomination in this close to the election. I'm not going to get into all of that. It's That's not the purpose of this. I'm going to talk about how I feel about this particular nominee for the highest court in the land. The Senate is having hearings on her nomination right now as we um, as we speak. And I want to give my feelings about about her candidacy. To understand my feelings, um, we have to talk a little bit about the Supreme Court itself, about its history, about its importance. Everybody sort of uh, vaguely understands that the Supreme Court is important, I think. But we need to be specific. We need to talk about exactly why the decisions that this court makes can affect us so dramatically. A little history lesson for you. I'll try to be brief. Here in the United States, we have three branches of government, and they're all supposed to serve as a check on each other's power over the people. Congress, for example, is the only branch who can write the laws, but the president is the one who decides how to enforce them. And the Supreme Court can strike down either branch's actions if it deems those actions to be against the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. Now, it's not as simple as the court hearing about a new law and deciding to say you can't do that Therefore, I declare your new law doesn't exist anymore. There is a process, usually one that involves a lot of other lower courts in the country getting involved, not to mention God knows how many lawyers. But in theory, at least, the Supreme Court does have the final say on what laws we get to keep and what laws we don't. Obviously, the Supreme Court... um, 
issues a lot of these rulings based on the people who serve on it, known as the Supreme Court justices. And these justices are not robots who just, you know, have a little checklist of whether or not one law follows the Constitution in what ways. Um, they're all human beings who have their own interpretations of how to interpret the law. Um, and the justices themselves are usually products of their times. Rulings issued by the court at one point in history can be overturned by a later court. Sometimes a court's decision is overturned by creating an amendment to the Constitution itself. Um, like for example, uh, the infamous Dred Scott case in 1857, back when slavery was still legal in some parts of the country, it, uh, it held that even if a black person was free in the United States, the Constitution did not automatically grant them the rights or privileges of American citizenship. This was obviously a vast sweeping ruling, and it was considered a significant contributing cause of the Civil War just a few years later. When that war ended, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery, and the 14th Amendment guaranteed citizenship for anyone born or naturalized in the United States. See, the thing about the Dred Scott decision, as abhorrent as it was, is it exposed a series of deficiencies in laws across the country at the time. There had been so many efforts by some to curtail the spread of slavery, and by others to increase it. But for all the laws and compromises, the Supreme Court decided that nothing yet existed to specifically, automatically grant black people citizenship anywhere in the country. So they went with what they believed the founders had intended, and which so many lawmakers since had created by their various laws and compromise, and that is a country in which white people had rights and black people didn't. In a way, you could say that the Dred Scott decision was the impetus needed for change, for creating those guarantees in the law, those amendments. Without them, we'd probably still have lawyers arguing today that black people have no rights under the Constitution, or that Japanese Americans have no rights under the Constitution, or pretty much anybody. Um, so-called originalists, uh, judges who rule based on what they believe the founders intended, would still be able to deny people those rights under the law. Because if it's not written down, then it's not the law. 
Originalists are often counterbalanced by activists. These are judges who tend to infer meaning in the law where it's not explicitly written. Roe v. Wade, for example, in 1973, effectively legalized abortion in the United States not because there was a law or a provision in the Constitution that said a woman has a right to an abortion, but because the 14th Amendment, which I mentioned, supposedly includes a right to privacy, meaning not just privacy as in you get to keep your secrets, but that you have a right to control what happens to your own body. Essentially, a law that was meant to ensure citizenship for anyone born in the United States also supposedly grants us autonomy over our own bodies, and the right to an abortion is included in that, even though it's not specifically mentioned. This interpretation has obviously caused a lot of controversy over the, um, over the past half-century. I think that's enough of a history lesson to get us started. Um, now on to Amy Coney Barrett. The Senate is required to confirm any, uh, any new justices, like I said, uh, following the death of Associate Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg last month, Donald Trump nominated uh, uh, an appeals court judge where, I should say, um, she's been for three years now, and he actually appointed her to that position as well. So this is the second time... Uh, Donald Trump has appoint has nominated this woman for a for a judgeship. Uh, in her in her three years on the appeals court, she's been involved in cases dealing with a wide range of issues, including immigration, consumer protection, the environment, abortion, even the Second Amendment. There's little doubt from her actions in each of those cases that she'd be a thoroughly conservative Supreme Court justice. She's made it clear many times also that she is an originalist and not very open to interpreting what the law could mean. She also um, she also seems to, to be a bit of a coward, to be quite frank about it. A few years back, she listed seven cases that um, that should be considered a super precedent, meaning something that the Supreme Court should never overturn. Now, Roe v. Wade was not one of those seven cases, and when she was asked why she left that case off her list... Her reasoning was that when it comes to overturning precedent, when it comes to overturning a previous uh, court's ruling, the, the decision to do so must have widespread support, not only from judges, but from politicians and the public at large, to the extent of 
becoming immune to reversal or challenge. She argued that the people must trust a ruling's validity to such an extent that the matter has been taken off of the court's agenda, with lower courts no longer taking challenges to them seriously. In other words, the only time you shouldn't consider overturning a previous ruling is when you'll never even have to make that decision, because no one will care. And that's a politician's answer, not a judge's. A judge should only refuse to, um, or rather decide whether or not to overturn a previous ruling based on uh, whether or not it's the right thing to do, not whether or not the majority of people agree with you on whether or not it's the right thing to do. I mean, we don't, we don't issue judicial rulings based on poll numbers. Um, and something tells me if she makes it to the Supreme Court, that's what she'll be doing. She'll be issuing rulings based on what's popular not on what's right. Obviously, the Supreme Court is one of the most important institutions in America. In the absence of actual laws specifically mentioned in the Constitution, and even sometimes when those laws are present, the court can decide on its own how to handle any issue before it. And those issues can have far-reaching implications for all of us. We've seen that in the absence of specifically listed rights for black people, the court has ruled that black people have no rights. On the other hand, in the absence of a law that specifically grants us rights over our own bodies, the court has ruled that it at least sees those rights in the Constitution and therefore we have them. Activism can be an important, an important method of protection for fundamental rights that simply haven't been codified yet in the law. While originalism hides behind no one ever wrote it down so it doesn't exist. While politicians and even presidents have decried activism, Thurgood Marshall, the first black man to serve on the Supreme Court, said that activism means you do what you think is right and let the law catch up. Now that is an important philosophy. That's the philosophy of courage. Is it always enough? No. But sometimes growth requires that we do what's hard. The Dred Scott decision contributed to this country splitting in half, but it also pushed that particular issue to the surface. We got two constitutional amendments out of it. But should we have even needed those amendments? Well, 
yes, if so-called originalists are just going to say that's not what the founders wanted, guess what? The founders lived over 200 years ago, owned slaves, and didn't even let women vote, let alone become judges. We don't have to keep going back to what the founders wanted. They lived in a completely different time, in a completely different country. The law doesn't always protect us. And that's because the founders were just people. It should always protect us, though. And anyone who's going to sit in the highest court in the land should understand that. The original intention of the founders was freedom from tyranny. And the worst form of tyranny is saying, I was just following the law, or I was just following orders. Amy Coney Barrett shouldn't be on the Supreme Court. The Senate shouldn't confirm her or any other originalist. They should confirm someone who believes the law exists to protect people, not institutions, and that when the law fails, judges must not, because the law has failed many times, and we've needed judges to be there when it did, and they've failed too many times. I believe Amy Coney Barrett will fail us if she's allowed to sit on the bench. That's all I have to say about this particular subject. Um, you should really, if you're not already, you should tune in to uh, the Senate confirmation hearings. You should see what questions they're asking her. You should see what answers she's giving. You should look into your heart and ask yourself, what is this going to mean for me? What is this going to mean for my loved ones? What is this going to mean for the future? You should ask the same questions about the election that's coming up, by the way. And you should make those feelings clear to your senators who are about to vote on a new Supreme Court justice who will sit on that court until she either dies or decides on her own to leave. Because she's going to be making a lot of decisions about your rights in the future. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you more later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.